Hey, Kieran, on today's show, we are going to talk about the one skill that can help everybody out there transform their career and live a remarkable life. Are you ready to get into it? Yes, I really want to hear about how curiosity can make me a billion dollars. Let's go. <laughs> Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Marketing Against the Grain, your podcast for how to grow in counterintuitive ways. I am your co-host, Kit Bodner. I am joined, as always, by Kieran Flanagan, the man who's sitting in the most uncomfortable chair in home offices in the world. <laughs> Kieran, what is up, man? How you doing? I still have not figured out how to sit comfortably when doing this show. <laughs> Cannot wait till uh, I get my new desk chair. <laughs> well, Kieran's desk chair doesn't matter because today we have an awesome show for you all. Today, we're going to talk about why curiosity is a billion-dollar skill. Holy cow, why is curiosity a billion-dollar skill? Kieran, I would argue to you that when you think about curiosity, curiosity is actually more important than intellect. It's actually more important than being smart because the ability to learn, the ability to go and seek out new information is much, much more important than your just raw ability to like know, be smart, and apply information. Do you agree with me? What do you think about curiosity? I agree. I think for most disciplines or most things you want to be good at in life, just being able to continually ask the question like, why does that work that way? What are the things that make this thing important? How does this work? How do I master that craft? Intellect, you usually come from a place of, I kind of know how to do this. I'll do that thing. Curiosity is like, I'm continually asking like, oh, why does it work that way? How can I be better at that? How do I master this discipline? And so I think there's just so many examples of people who started great companies, people who started great careers because they just have like innate curiosity. And uh, I suspect in our network, most of the people that we think are truly great are continually like digging into things, digging into totally. why is this thing taken off? Why is this trend cool? You look at the people who are so early into every trend, they're the ones on Twitter right now digging apart all of the stuff that's going on in AI and the kind of avalanche of new tools that are in that space. So agreed. I think it's a huge skill set and sounds simplistic, but I don't think a lot of people master it very well. My take here is that intellect breeds complacency. If you think you're really smart, then you don't think you need to learn anything and you're just like good enough. And good enough is the enemy of growth and success, whether you're a company, whether you're an individual. And on today's show, we have a ton of really awesome stuff for you. We're going to go through a two by two of how we think about all this. We've got some killer examples, some thoughts for you. But before we do that, we're going to hear real quickly from HubSpot. Before we get into the show, here's a quick word from HubSpot. Long hours, small teams, uninspiring content. Marketing for a startup is hard work. Thankfully, HubSpot for startups can help you grow your business without growing your stress. Their all-in-one platform connects all your teams together. Plus, they have a bunch of resources to help you scale, and they offer discounts up to 90% off. So if you're ready to crush your marketing, look no further than HubSpot for startups. To see how much you can save, visit HubSpot.com startups. Kieran, one of the things that we love on Marketing Against the Grain is a two-by-two. Oh, yeah. We've done a whole episode related to two-by-twos. If you haven't seen that, go back, listen, watch that. If you are a podcast listener, YouTube watcher, check those out. And we can't introduce a big argument, a big debate like we're doing right now, which is that you and I believe curiosity is a billion-dollar skill. If we can't do it 
without a two by two. Like we have to have a two by two to validate this, right? And so Kieran, walk everybody watching and listening at home through the two by two you use to think about curiosity and how you can really build your career and your business through curiosity. All right, so the two by two we came up with to start off this conversation is we kind of divided things into domain expertise. Domain expertise is how you can be really good within a certain discipline. So I'm gonna be the best writer. I'm gonna be the best person to make things appear on Google. I'm gonna be the best person to like get you to click on ads within paid search or Facebook advertising. I'm gonna be the best community builder. There's a core discipline and you wanna master that discipline. On the other axis, you have domain expertise and you have management. So I'm a really good manager. And we think about that in three ways. You can manage people, you manage relationships, or you manage programs, right? And if you think about what we're doing here is like the domain expertise, you can always work and get better at domain expertise. You don't actually need to be in a company, but in management, you need to be within the company to develop the experience to manage those things. And then on the other axis, we have like iterations. And so for me, domain expertise is really just cycles. Like how do I continually iterate on this thing? How do I learn how this actually works? How do I dig in, try this, get curious? Why did that work? Why did that not? And on the other axis, we have experience, which is like, how long have I done this thing? And so what we are kind of arguing is you have domain expertise and management, you have iteration and experience. Domain expertise goes hand in hand with iteration, right? That's that quadrant. And then management goes hand in hand with experience and that's that quadrant. And then what's in the quadrants? One of them is always on, like domain expertise and iteration. You can always do that. Always. There's nothing holding you back, right? Nothing holds you back, just your own ability to go work on that thing. And then management, which is management and experience within that quadrant, like you have to actually be within the company, develop the experience and kind of earn your stripes within the company, like managing those relationships, managing those people, managing those programs. And my kind of controversial view is- Please. For founders, when you are building marketing teams, it is way harder to find and replace people with deep domain expertise than it is to find and replace marketers who have a lot of program management skills. Now we can argue about managing people because I actually do think that is a really hard thing to be good at. It's so hard. Program management, domain expertise, domain expertise, hard to find, hard to keep. Okay, I want to dig into that a little bit more before we move on. When you are saying that if you're running a startup or building any kind of business and you're looking for in this case, marketers, when you think about domain expertise, I think what you're saying, I, I want to double click on this to make sure I get it right, is like, it is really hard to find somebody who is a deep expert in paid ads or social media or search engine optimization. Community building. Community building. What happens too often is founders don't understand that and instead say, oh, I want to go hire somebody who has worked at a larger company, a bigger scale company, because that's what I want to grow into. And the reality is a lot of people at those larger companies are there because they're trying to build their management skills, mm. right? Whether it be people management, whether that be program management, project management, what have you. And those are actually not as valuable of skills as the domain expertise. They're valuable and they're important and you need to have the right balance of them on your team. But if you have all of that kind of management skills and no domain expertise, nobody knows what to actually do. Right. You're then just managing like a morass of crap, right? right. <laughs> like you're just like, whatever the idea is of the week, of the month, of the year, you're gonna go and manage and do that versus like, no, no, I actually understand the levers and things that you can do and pull to make this actually happen, right? Right. And that's what we're talking about. And what we're talking about, why curiosity is a billion dollar skill is because curiosity is directly responsible for domain expertise. Yes. You can't 
build domain expertise without being super curious. That is actually a prerequisite. A prerequisite isn't that you have to be a part of this big company or you have to be in a high growth environment. None of those things are true. The only prerequisite is you have to be curious about a problem and iterate on solving that problem in a bunch of different ways over a period of time. And that's the two by two that I think you did a great job outlining, Kieran, is when you are looking for people or you're trying to build yourself as a person, you want to live in that quadrant where, oh, I'm building my domain expertise as well as I'm doing that through iterating over and over and over again to learn what went well, what didn't go well, and kind of continue to feed my curiosity. Were you with me on that one or what? I used to tell people back in the day, you don't need to work in a company to have the most viewed deck on SlideShare. No. SlideShare was a thing. You don't need to work in a company to have people who read your newsletter to follow you on social, to crush posts on LinkedIn. And I, hopefully you're not doing like cringeworthy <laughs> posts. <laughs> you're actually adding value to the world. I think you shared the guy who got like a bird pooped on him. And that was like one of the cringiest LinkedIn posts I've ever seen. Just total side note. I'd maybe be like, Maybe we should just all get off the internet and just give yeah, up. Yeah, maybe, maybe we should shut the internet down. It's like, like WTF, like what is happening That's here? your first thought? Maybe this is going to be a good LinkedIn post. <laughs> like no amount of strangers liking your content on LinkedIn is worth doing that. But what drives that? What drives people to go create content, see what works, to go build newsletters, see why people open, to go create stuff and try to rank it on Google? It's all steeped within curiosity of why things work the way they work. Oh, I thought it was insecurity because their moms didn't hug them enough as kids. You know, uh, a really <laughs> smart person told me before, it's really stuck with me, is like tech people, the most successful tech people and tech brands look to hire these people are people who are very brilliant and have deep imposter syndrome. Yes. Uh, like, because wherever they are in life, they don't feel like they've got there on their own merit or they don't feel they deserve to be there. Yeah. So they're just trying to outwork everyone else. And actually that resonates with me a lot. And so I think... That curiosity does come from like competition as well. Totally. I think like curiosity is steep and then like, okay, like how can I outcompete you? I really need to like obsess over how this things work. There was a really great example of this. I don't know if you heard the Mr. Beast interview on the My First Million podcast. I did. Or Sam and Sean, you know, what they were saying about that. One of the great stories Sam told was he didn't know what Harry Potter was, right? He's like, how, <laughs> totally. you know, how don't you know what Harry Potter was? He goes, if it's not trying to figure out how YouTube works and how to be the best on YouTube, I actually don't really know what else is going on in the world. And that's just like that deep level of like curiosity. Like, how do I figure out everything I need to know about this thing? Complete sidebar, Karen. Did you see the news this week on Mr. Beast, by the way? Oh, I actually was doing a write-up on him. And I didn't see anything this week. So what did I miss? Did you see what he said in an interview this no. week? He turned down a billion dollar offer for his channel, he said. Oh, I actually did see this. I have thoughts. Well, this is a total sidebar, but I want to hear the thoughts before we go on. It's actually somewhat related because Mr. Beast is a good example of turning curiosity into a multitude of businesses. And now he has a billion dollar. Yes. The challenge with buying anything from Mr. Beast is he is the brand. Totally. So how can you disconnect him from his channel? Like, let's say I'm a, I don't know, let's say who would be a good example of a brand that would buy that channel? Disney. Let's say Disney, McDonald's. Disney. Disney's are great. So I'm Disney. I buy that channel. Um, Mr. Beast takes his two-year exit plan, right? He, yeah. he does the deal. He has a two-year contract where he can work at the two years. And then he goes and wants to start something else because he's an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs are going to want to stay there and work for another company, even though it is Disney, which would be awesome. And so what did they do at the end of that two years? Hey, like Mr. Beast audience, we're going to create other things with all these kind of cool videos and stuff. But he's the personality. Totally. And so I just, I just don't know if you can remove him. I don't know if you get value from his company without him being part of it. 
I completely agree. The flip side, if I'm him, I don't know, can he do what he's doing forever? Burnout. It's going to break him. Yeah. It's going to break him at some point. And I would have at least thought about taking the money. <laughs> I'll be honest yeah. with you. I mean, maybe maybe it tells you all you need to know about me, but I'm like, I don't know. I think I probably would have taken that money. Oh, I would have taken it. Kieran's like, I would have taken it, not thought twice about it. Oh, it wouldn't even <laughs> cross my mind not to take it. <laughs> like, yes, I'm taking this. Uh, give me my two-year plan, and then I'm out. I'm doing this for two more years, and then I'm buying a five islands yeah. and calling it a day. But great example, curiosity, billion-dollar business. That is an awesome example. And, and we've got some other ones that I think we really want to walk through with everybody watching and listening today. Kieran, I want to tell you a story of something that I was just, could not have been more wrong about. Mm. You ready for this? Yes. So I'm a very big Twitter lurker. I love reading Twitter way too much. And I have since I joined Twitter in 2007. And it basically the early, you know, kind of the, what I call the second phase of Twitter when it, kind of became mainstream and it was kind of hard to determine like mainstream stuff versus the early Twitter users. There was a guy named Justin and he had started doing this thing called Justin TV. It was like he had watched the movie, The Truman Show, where like your life is like a reality show. And he did a 24-7 like live stream of his life. And this was when like live stream technology was just starting to be a thing. And it was kind of like, a oh, this is just like a social experiment kind of thing. And I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like, why is somebody wasting their time? Like, I understand that they can do it, but just because you can do it technologically now doesn't mean you should do it technologically now, right? And I was like, there's so many other better, smart ways he could be using his time and his curiosity than just streaming his life. And boy, was I really, really stupid. Because what Justin did is he took Justin TV, he learned about the culture of streaming and the culture of live community building far sooner than anybody else. And you know what Justin TV then became, Kieran? I do. It became Twitch. Unbelievable. What a it great story. It became Twitch. One of the biggest streaming companies in the world, sold to Amazon. For a billion. For over a billion dollars. Transform how people build community, especially around games and gaming. Like, that, I don't know what a better example of curiosity is than that, right? Where you're just like, oh, I can do this thing. And what just happens if I just record my life? Oh, right. what turns out I learned a bunch of things. And by learning all of this, I can actually apply that domain expertise to build this new amazing business that nobody ever would have thought of before. Isn't that crazy? Right. There's two layers of curiosity there, which I think is something fascinating for everyone who's trying to learn skills and just want to dig into somewhere, which is the first thing is like, hey, I'm just interested in the thing. Like, I'm pretty sure when he started Justin TV, he didn't think, wow, this is a billion dollar no, idea. No, He's just like, this is a cool thing. I'm really interested in like social experiments. Uh, I think he was doing a bunch of different social type experiments, but then he learned something yes. within doing that. He opened the website up for like multitude of different groups of users when it became popular. And one of the ones he noticed was like gaming. Like people love to like live stream games, comment on the games. And that's what actually pivoted into Twitch. And so like, you do something for fun, right? That's the other part. Love like, that. It's great to do things for fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> when you're having fun is actually the best part. My best part of my role has always been the parts where you're having fun. Like still trying to like craft a piece of content, trying to prep for the show, riffing on something with a team. But it's that part where you're like, yeah, this is the fun part, right? And like totally. as much as you can big things in that fun part, but like within that fun, then you're continually like have your radar on. You're like, what am I learning here? What's actually working? Well, this is actually something that I should actually dig into. I have another great story. Oh, tell me. Tell me more. All right. What do you think would happen, Kip, if you melted crayons? 
<laughs> you'd have wax. You'd have wax. And then eventually you would have not only a $5 billion company, but a $23 million house. So let me tell you all about... How do you melt crayons to get a $23 million house? We're five Right. Yeah, let me tell you about Mike Kittredge. I think this is one of my favorite examples of curiosity. So when Mike Kittredge was 16 years old, 1969, he uh, made a candle out of crayons for his mom. Wanted to create something for his mom. Deep curiosity of like, what is something like yeah. inventive I can do? I would never have thought to melt my crayons. I wouldn't have been allowed <laughs> to melt my crayons. You didn't like to play with fire as a kid? I loved playing with fire as a kid. <laughs> Maybe that says everything you need to know about me. I don't know. Yeah. So he does this thing, right? And then his neighbor goes, um, that's a cool candle. Like, make me one of these for $2. And so he goes, wow, this is kind of cool, right? This thing I was curious about, made candles. And then he started like doing that one in his basement, opened a uh, real business in 1973, four years later. And now that is the Yankee Candle Company, which is worth five plus billion. You were tweeting me, he's selling his home, which is about $23 million dollars. It looks like Disneyland for adults. It's crazy. He's got like a concert venue and a tennis court and all kinds of crazy stuff in there. The whole yeah. entertainment thing. The kitchen is dope. So there you go. Like, hey, get curious, melt things, and you could be someday a billionaire. But Kieran, I want to go back to something that I see in both of these examples. I think it's really important. I want to call out for everybody watching the show is you have intellect. You think you're really smart. You have a solution and you go looking for a problem. Mm. You're like, I know how to do this thing and I'm going to go look for a way to apply that. When you're curious, you are out there trying to discover a problem that needs solved. And so if you go back to the Justin TV example, he saw that gamers needed a way to like stream and have a different type of community than they had up to that point. He had no idea. Like there was no way that he was going to just like go out with that thesis in the world and figure that out without this curiosity to like discover that, right? And again, it comes back to like, can you be a learn it all? Can you be open and curious about the world to find these problems in need of a solution versus taking your solution out in the world and trying to shove it down everybody else's throat, you know, and, and get them to want to do it? Right. Just to diss my example for a minute, because I just really thought of this is, <laughs> why did that work? Actually, what was unique about because it must have just smelled a candle smell of crayons. I don't actually know that much about the Yankee Candle Company. I just thought it was a cool story. Why is that unique? Because there's always a brand that is the leader in a new category, right? And you have to remember, so I was a child of the 80s. Yankee Candle started, I believe, late 70s, early 80s. It wasn't until the early 90s that I ever remember people having candles in their house. Yeah, so they were just early. It was they timed the market well and they got distribution well. Like I remember going to Hallmark with my mom and they'd have a whole wall of candles. And at the time, like Hallmark was the only place in the entire world you could buy a card for somebody. Yeah. Like they didn't have them at grocery stores. They didn't have them at convenience stores. All the places you could even buy a birthday card now, like they just wasn't existed. So they had this really focused distribution and capitalized on a trend. And the only way they were able to do that is through curiosity, right? He started making these candles, started getting interest around them and realized, oh, Maybe this is going to be a new thing. Maybe everybody is going to want to light candles that help make their house smell good. This is a complete tangent. This is a reminder that there is a cycle to everything in life. Why this happened is before electricity, everybody used candles 
for light, yeah. right? And then we got electricity and we didn't need candles yeah. anymore. And so people just stopped using candles. And then it was like, oh, we could use candles to make things smell good. Smell good. Yeah, and like exactly. that's a whole different utility for that same thing. Right. And he captured on that cycle of how you use this thing. Change the category. Change the category to a new thing. One of the things coming back to uh, the idea for this episode came from a listener on reviews. Again, if you leave a review, we will do entire shows in it. It's from PR Pro. 1286, what an incredible name. And I think it's in all disciplines, regardless of what you're trying to be in life, this question is a valid question to ask. It's yes. like, what side projects or side hustles can I start to do to accelerate my career? I think the examples we're using is like, find out the thing that you're really passionate about. Like, I actually think that you're going to win more meaningfully when you're actually deeply curious about something, you find it fun and you're passionate about it. Like if you look at some of the other examples that we were going to go through. Yeah, I, I've got the perfect one, right? And it, it's, I think what you were about to talk about, it, it's the folks at The Skim, Yeah, right? The Skim is a really popular email newsletter that I'm sure a lot of people watching and listening subscribe to. The two founders of that were associates at NBC and they were working on in television and they were like, oh man, there's a better way to get news and information out than this three hour long morning show or this 30 minute long newscast. We can get it in people's inbox and they can skim it read it really quickly in like five minutes, you know? And they were kind of bored at work, right? And they were curious about this and kind of started it and it got going enough that they could quit their jobs and do it full time. And I think that's the perfect example of how your curiosity can lead you to a better way. And sometimes the dissatisfaction or boredom of in your role is actually not just boredom. It's an opportunity for you to go and disrupt a market, which is really interesting and really important. Yeah, there's two uh, interesting things about that. Uh, newsletter used to be a great way to actually start and pivot to a bigger business. So mm -hmm. when we were looking at these examples, we were talking about that, that uh, Unsplash, which is this stock photography site, uh, started as a newsletter. It was actually a side project for a business called Crew. And they just wanted to actually help promote the core business through a newsletter. One of my best examples of that plus curiosity is Product Hunt. Ryan Hoover loved finding out about new products, used to actually take those products and just send them to his friends via email, then just started a newsletter and then actually pivoted that into Product Hunch, which was bought by Angelus for $20 million, which was actually probably one of the best purchases in terms of like value they got from the website and actually cost of that deal. Yes, I totally agree. It was an incredible deal. And then Craigslist. Craigslist. Craigslist started as a newsletter, like all of these things going on in my community, used to email them to people and then pivoted that into like a website that hasn't changed since the 1990s. <laughs> and so it hasn't. all of those things are good examples of like one of the best things you can learn through side projects is just build an audience wherever yes. that audience is because audience buys leverage everywhere. Like if you can actually build audience you can leverage that and pivot that into many different things. It's just in terms of like what part of that you're curious about, like what channel you're curious about. But building an audience is like always a good side project to have, always a good side hustle to have if it results in like more audience on a certain platform, a certain medium. I love that. And, you know, as we're coming back over what we've talked about on today's show, you know, we started out with the thesis that curiosity is a billion dollar skill. And you've seen that. I mean, we've talked to you about multiple business examples uh, that people have made multi-billion dollar businesses or at least businesses worth tens of millions of dollars through their own curiosity. And, and Kieran, I want to get your advice for everybody listening as we're kind of starting to begin to summarize as to like, how do you feed your own curiosity? You're a really curious person. Like, how do you feed and enable your curiosity? Because I think most people are inherently curious. They're just they kind of get stuck sometimes. Like, how do you feed that for yourself? 
Uh, I'll tell you from personal experience, you have to manage it <laughs> really well because yeah. it gets out of control. And so one of the problems that I always have is I start too many things, like mm-hmm. start a multitude of different, this month I'm going to really try to like figure this thing out or figure that thing out. And you don't go deep enough because you're trying to do too many things at once. So I think like, first of all, start with one thing. Like what is one thing I want to truly master? And what is like one goal I can set myself to know that I've mastered that thing? And I don't get distracted by all of the other things you can do. Because there's just a never-ending slew of things you could actually get curious about and try to learn. But how do you keep that one thing going? How do you stoke that one thing and make, make sure you actually like keep learning and go deep enough on it? Some people are like, oh, I, I read this thing for like an hour and I'm kind of bored and I'm, I'm kind of done here. Because you're not, you're not interested or passionate about it. It comes back to like where I started my career as a software developer. Mm-hmm. I used to go home with books and read coding books and like try to be the best developer and try to be curious about how to be a good coder. It just never resonated with me. I just wasn't good at it. I was always going to be average. And I just kind of similar to what you just said is like, ah, I was there reading the book for an hour and I kind of got distracted and went and done something else. Now if I'm trying to figure out like how to actually grow audience, how to build things, how to build distribution engines, how to get better at like writing content, like all of these things, I can spend hours, like just hours yeah. and hours and hours obsessing about those things. And so you kind of feel it. Like it's a feeling you get, right? Like time doesn't really exist when you're trying to do something you really are deeply actually interested in, when you're curious about it. Totally. You kind of lose track of time. Someone said that to me before. It's like, how do I know I'm doing something that I'm truly like passionate and interested by? They said, the only time you'll know is when you just lose track of time, right? You're kind of doing that thing and it's two hours later and you're like, oh, like I didn't even notice that time go by. Whereas if it's a grind, you're like, oh, is it time to go get coffee? Is it time to go get something uh, else so I can like distract myself? I think that is the core thing, like focus on the one thing, but that one thing needs to be something that's worth your focus. And to me, it's something you're passionate about, lose track of time, you're going to be deeply obsessive about. The reality is, if you are not built that way, there's millions of other people trying to compete with you on the same thing that are built that way, and you will never win. No, you will never win. It's total bullshit to say that you can actually (laughs) be excellent at something and not put in all of this work-life balance stuff. I'm an advocate of work-life balance, but there are cycles of work-life balance. But the people who think you can have a nine to five and have an exceptional career are totally insane. You can have a great life or an easy life. You can't have both. Yeah, you can't have both because there's another million people that will put in additional hours. Exactly. Right? Additional reps. And that's who you're competing against. And uh, it doesn't mean you can't have work-life balance, but there's like some amount of time I think that you have an inequality of work-life balance because you're trying to get great at something. And then you, the payoff is, no, I'm actually pretty good at this. I'm comfortable where I am and I can trade that against better work-life balance. That's a tangent. I completely agree with you. So if, if you're listening to the show today, there are a few things I think Kieran and I want you to take away. The first thing is feed your curiosity. The curiosity with lots of iterations is how you grow and do something remarkable. But don't lie to yourself about what you're actually curious about. Find the things you're passionate Mm. about. And they don't have to be in your core job. We gave you a ton of examples today of businesses that were started that wasn't what that person was doing for their job or their vocation. They followed their curiosity and that led them to a new opportunity. And I think that's very remarkable. We then gave you a, a pretty sick, I have to say, two by two to how to think about curiosity versus intellect. And we really want you living in that quadrant of curiosity with high iterations. We gave you some amazing examples. To me, the summary of all of those is don't think of yourself as a know-it-all and have the solution and go try to sell the solution to the world. Go out there, be curious and find problems and go solve those problems. And really great economic and relationship outcomes are going to come from solving those things. And 
Part of curiosity is understanding history and the examples and how people have done that. And I think we've walked you through a bunch of amazing examples today. So the whole reason we want to do this show is because we, we get a lot of feedback from folks being like, oh, I'm in this type of company and there's only certain things I can do and learn. Right. And that is a false choice. What we are telling you is you have 24 hours in a day and you can learn anything you want, especially in domain expertise. If you're trying to be the world's best manager, then go be in a high growth company where you can manage big teams. If you are trying to be the world's best domain expert in something, you can do that on your own time, anytime you want. What do you think about that, Karen? Are you agree with me? Am I right on that? Yeah. Like, what else would you add? You can have the best domain expertise in something and never work for a singular company. Most of the people I know who are the best domain experts, that's the case, actually. Yeah, I know management and leadership is actually different. Very but different. But I still think you learn about both of those things from being in high growth companies and it's hard to build the reps if you are not in a high growth company. And so that's the kind of difference on those things is like you really need to earn the experience of being within the company to do the leadership and management. But on the domain expertise side of things, really there's no barriers to entry there. So really just based upon your own will to make that happen. I love that. And for everybody listening, please remember that curiosity is your cheat code to living a remarkable life. The more curious you are, the more remarkable your life will be. I hope that you loved our discussion today. We cannot wait to see you again. And until next time, this has been Marketing Against the Brain.